Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. It's not really like the typical episode on the show for me to talk about like what is a creative director and how do you become one? What qualities do creative directors have, like good creative directors? But um, I think this is helpful be- for a number of different reasons. A few of my mentees have asked me this question um, because that's something they want to do. Uh, and some of them are now being given creative directors at their jobs to report to, and they're, they've never worked under a creative director before. Um, I've had a couple high schoolers interview me for career day and ask me some of these questions. So I thought that was interesting. And then I have a couple friends of mine who are self-employed who struggle with the idea of calling themselves a creative director because somebody said on the internet and that somebody happens to be a creative director that you can't call yourself that unless you've been doing this for 10 years. So I have a lot to address here. But my point in this episode is to talk about what makes a good creative director. It's not just a fancy flashy title. You got to live up to the role. You got to fill the shoes. And it sounds great. Creative director. It sounds really cool. And, and I think a lot of people have been able to get away with being quite shitty creative directors because there is no real definition of what it is. It is so nuanced from industry to industry. And even within the different spaces and sectors of each industry, a creative director may be totally different in editorial fashion versus commercial versus, um, you know, like, within an agency at in the ad world and also how who gets to be a creative director and how those things happen it varies so much from industry to industry that's why i want to talk about the behavioral aspects um, and qualities of what makes a good leader and what makes a good um, creative director as opposed to focusing on the job details if that makes sense but just know i am coming at this from an advertising perspective i have worked in the fashion industry Um, as well, but I was working in the marketing department. So my experience is marketing and advertising centric and what a creative director means in that world is different than what it means in other sectors. So if you're interested in different industries, not necessarily just marketing and advertising, but different other other industries like fashion or film, entertainment, uh, media, music, etc., then or publishing whatever so i would recommend looking into that independently and even contacting people that work in those specific that are creative directors in those specific sectors um to understand what it is that they do and how the job description varies in nuance but to address before i get into the behavioral qualities of what makes a good creative director i want to address something i said a little earlier which is one of a couple of my friends and one in particular has a very difficult time calling herself a creative director because somebody on the internet said that you can't be a creative director unless you've worked 10 years in the industry. First of all, this person that I'm, I'm talking about, not the person who made the videos, but the person who, or the people who made the videos, because there's multiple of them, but the person, my friend that I'm talking about, has her own business. Boom, all barriers are down. If you have your own business, you are self-employed, you are working for yourself and you are offering creative services. I don't give a fuck if you call yourself a creative director. That is up to you. 
Your boss is your client. And your goal is to help your client with the expertise that you have. Call yourself whatever you want, babe. That is up to you. That is your freedom. You do what you want. Fuck anybody else who made a video about saying that you can't. All right? So that's off the table. If you are working in a corporate structure where you are employed within like a brand or an ad agency, yes, the industry currently is in a place where there are limitations to how you get certain titles and how long it takes to do so. Can you get around those limitations? Yes, I have done it. I personally have done it. Um, does it require you to be a little bit gutsy and like delusional and maybe a little bitchy? Yes. If you're not willing to do that, that's fine. There are other ways to achieve that. But if your goal is to be a creative director at an ad agency and the problem is that it takes 10 years to do it, you don't, it doesn't need to take that long. Find, this is what, this is what we do as creatives. We problem solve. If your problem is that it takes 10 years to become a creative director and you don't want it to take 10 years, creatively solve that problem. How can you do that? Make connections with certain people. Work in smaller agencies or smaller brands. Um, Maybe spend a little bit more time hustling and collecting evidence for why you deserve a promotion to be a creative director. Like, this is what I have done. I've personally done that. I've presented evidence to... I call it evidence. I don't know. But, like proof of work and proof of my hustle and what I've been doing and my contribution to the company and why I deserve a a title change switch or whatever. Um, I've never chased after the creative director title. I just always acted like one. So I was given direct reports from the get-go. I have founded creative departments within companies. Um, I have pitched directly to clients which is normally a creative director's job. Um, The creative director on that project decided to let me and one of my other colleagues do it instead. Um, So you just got to kind of act like it. Um, Act like you belong in those rooms. Act like, you you know, you're not on year one, you're on year 10. Like, it sounds a lot easier, but um, if you let people tell you you can't do that, unless you've been around for 10 years in this industry, then you're, you're kind of being walked all over, to be honest. And usually the people say that are people that are threatened either by your age or by your skills or by your capabilities. And if they have a title of creative director, they're not doing a very good job of it. Because the first thing that makes a really good creative director is somebody who is able to recognize talented as fuck hard working people on their team and amplify them and elevate them because that is the future of the industry not you with your creative director title but the person who comes after you and it is your responsibility as a leader as somebody who directs the creative to recognize their talent and recognize their capabilities and take them under your wing There are way too many people that have creative director titles that do it for their own ego. It's not about you anymore. You are a leader and your team represents you and you are one with your team. 
If you're presenting work that you're not happy with, if you as a creative director are walking into a client meeting and you're presenting work that you are not happy with because the dynamic on your team wasn't working because you did not lead your team effectively and therefore your team was not motivated or incentivized to create good work, that's on you. That is not on your team. You are your team's advocate. You are their um their rock you are their coach you are their you know mentor you are their leader they look to you it's not just a flashy title like it comes with responsibilities of leadership and mentorship and teaching this is where people like when the when we start in the very beginning in the ad industry and in the marketing industry whether in school or at your first job somebody will tell you You may not realize this now, but a huge part of your job is being an educator. And the first time that you will encounter that is with a client. You will have to educate your client on why the solution that you have proposed, the marketing solution, the campaign, the direction that you have proposed is exactly what they need in order to reach their consumer. You will have to educate your client because your client looks to you as the expert. And then the second tier of that is educating people on your team. And this is where people don't really realize. They think they, oh, you know, somebody will turn to me and ask a question. No, you got to fucking lead people. You have to motivate them. You have to get them excited about things, which is coming back to a point that I said earlier on the show about pitching. You know, that's the benchmark for success for a pitch. It it comes before getting whatever it is that you want out of people. It's getting them excited about an idea in order for them to actually want to participate. And that is also a responsibility of a creative director who is leading a team. So it's not about you or your ego. It is about how are you able to deliver and support your team and be somebody that they trust, but also recognize that you have some talented people on your team. You have people that have good fucking ideas. Let them have this play. Let them come up with the direction for the campaign and you coach them towards a solution um, that, you know, becomes bigger than all of you on the team. Um, But recognizing somebody else on like a like a direct report that has a good idea um, and letting and, and putting your faith and trust into them in order to make it. That's also your job as a creative director. Um, So it's a lot of amplification of team members and support um, and being that person that later down the line at their next job, that person that reported to you thought, man, I really loved working for them. Like they really helped my career. So much so that they may even follow you from job to job. Um, You know, I don't think I've ever... I've never done that, but in terms of following creative directors that I've loved from job to job, because I just don't think I really had a creative director like that, um, either because the structures I was working in didn't have creative directors or because the structures I was working in didn't have creative directors I liked um, or respected in that way. But I have had many friends of mine who have job hopped from agency to agency when the creative director that they work for leaves they go and follow them to the next agency because they've had such a great experience under their leadership so it's really important to remember that Um, I know I've spent a lot of time talking about that but like I just don't think that this can be you know brushed aside as being like be a good leader (laughs) moving on Um, there's 
so it's literally not about you anymore. Um, and the other thing kind of segueing is that creative directors, like I said, they direct the creative, they don't do it. So, um, a sign of a really good creative director is somebody who, again, is such a good leader that they're able to really like help and shape the work, um, and answer questions and not inject their own ideas. I've had a creative director in the past who delegated a brief to me and I delivered on the brief. They said, okay, well, let me get back to you in a sec. I'm going to, I'll give you some feedback. I wake up the next morning. The work is, looks totally different from how it was submitted. It's not mine at all. It's now the creative director's work a hundred percent. And I felt really like run over and I felt really shitty, to be honest. Like you could have told me what you liked and what you didn't like. Instead, you decided to just do it over. So I felt like I wasted my time. If you already knew what you wanted, why couldn't you do that or express it? Um, so treating the people that are executing the work for you as people who, um, whose ideas are in value or are not valuable is not a great creative director. Um, so it's about guiding people. It's about helping them. It is not about putting your own, uh, it's not about injecting yourself into the idea. You know, that's why you have a team that you trust that you've delegated something to. Um, and creative directors most of the time do the like pitching and client liaising and leading their team. Um, it's not an easy job by any means. It always sounds easier until you like get close to it or get into it. Um, but a, a lot of, I guess the title is really like represent, you are the representation of your team. Also because Creative directors' names are usually on the work. However, the people that worked on the team, like the juniors, the, the mid-seniors, the seniors, usually don't get their names put on that work. Um, obviously, exceptions have been made, and I think we're kind of moving into a direction in the industry where people are more creative directors and leaders are advocating for that. But, um, historically that's not something people would do. So like if you, your name is on the work as a creative director, like you better be proud of whatever the fuck your name is on. And a lot of that then trickles down to how you treated and behaved with your team and how you led your team to get to that level of work. Um, and then of course, like creative briefs is, that's a huge part of that, you know, you have to not only like explain a brief to people and, and walk people that you're working with through a brief, you got to get them really excited. You got to motivate them to want to like be part of this. Um, working with other also people that are going to be working on the creative brief, not just people executing the brief, but people that are compiling the brief. So like strategy, account, um, all of those other departments, it's really important to liaise with them as well. And I think a lot of the times creatives get kind of ostracized. And a lot of this is also because the creative directors themselves isolate their teams from the other departments within an ad or marketing agency. Um, good creative directors, however, know how to synergize with those other departments, work together with project managers, work together with um, strategists and account people, producers, the client in order to really create like 
a cohesive energy amongst everybody and it really feels like everybody's working together towards a common goal. It's hard to do. It's not easy. Um, but I think the creative directors that do a really great job, some of the ones I've worked with, are ones where they have made it a point for me as somebody working under them to get acquainted with other people in other departments and you're kind of well aware that you're not being isolated on this little creative island you're like truly working with other people and you're like working towards the same goal um with other team members you can ask questions and things like that I think it's really weird when like a creative director isolates the creatives on this little island and you have no idea who else is on this project of course if it's a huge agency or huge company that will happen but um I think for smaller agencies or smaller brands, I think that's super weird. And then the other thing is that you're going to like, when I said before, let's say you have somebody on your team that has expressed a really good idea that you'd like, or you want to let them take the lead. And let's say you made that call and then it didn't go the way you wanted it to, or didn't go the way that you expected or whatever. Um, we take risks and sometimes those risks fail and sometimes you'll make a bad call. Sometimes somebody may like on your team may pitch this amazing idea and then come to find out like they either didn't do it or they didn't, you know, deliver or the idea just like is not being able to work because the client's budget doesn't allow it or what have you like things will fall through. That's okay. Part of being also a really good creative director is being able to think really quick on your feet, come up with, you know, solution B, C, D, E through Z and figure out a way to make something else work. Or if you still really like this idea, how to make it work. Um, And not ever letting like, unless, you know, obviously somebody on your team is like directly responsible for something failing or they did not deliver or they, you know, missed a deadline or something like that. But like, Usually, if something just didn't didn't work because of a budget thing or because it's, you know, the person, another person that we need to help is not able to help because they're a freelancer and they're booked and busy, um, it's not really your team's fault. Um, but having bad call, like making bad calls and then taking responsibility for that is really important. Or if a bad call, like I said, is tied to a team member, having those difficult conversations is really important, which I know not everybody is good at. Or you just kind of have to learn to just step step away emotionally from that conversation and know that you have to have a difficult conversation about a bad call that was made. And like, that's okay. Um, taking ownership is like, it's really important. I think in general, like no matter what job you have, that that's what separates really, 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 truly good, strong leaders from people that just like want a flashy title of a leader. Um, and that's also how you're, you're able to, you know, lead by example is that people that are working, like directly reporting to you, they're learning from you. They're absorbing from you. I don't think a lot of leaders, you know, really take the time to like understand that um because they might use some of these like shady micromanagey weird things that you've been doing and like take that to another workplace or or start a business mimicking those behaviors and it may go awry so in general like you a 
aside from the, all the qualities that you have to have from like a work perspective, you, you a lot of this is like leadership and support and creating an environment for your people that are working for you and with you where they feel comfortable to not just be seen as your direct reports or people that are helping you execute your incredible idea. They are creatives on their own. They are individuals and allowing to be them to be those individuals is really important while still being able to guide them and mentor them and, and help them see you with respect and authority. I think that's always the hardest thing to, to juggle and to balance because you don't want to be so authoritative that you one are like a dictator or that you end up distancing yourself with how much authority you have that people are not comfortable to talk to you as a person, but you also don't want to be so personable that you're kind of like their bestie and not their, their like, you know, boss or supervisor. Um, but I hope this was helpful. And like I said before, I hope this helped identify, like if you are working with a creative director at your current job and you feel like certain things aren't going well, maybe assess using some of the things that I just mentioned. Of course, everybody has their own subjective opinion on like what makes a good leader. And a lot of that is taken from the leaders that we have had in the past. Um, that's kind of how you figure out what you like and what you don't like in a leader and the kind of leader that you do and don't want to be. Um, but if you want to be a creative director and you have identified some of these qualities I've mentioned within yourself and you're like, my God, this is me. This is something I'm super passionate about. Then go for it. They're, the only thing that's literally stopping you is, is you. Um, and I know that's cliche, but even when you listen to people that are like, you can't be a creative director unless you've been 10 years in the industry. Like, no, maybe that worked for you, but there are people that have done so without having to be 10 years in the industry, without having to be complicit because they really, really wanted this to as their job. And so my final piece of advice would be like, you know, use, use like your gut feeling and like have some fucking balls or guts to just like go after the things you want. That's what makes creative so powerful is that we pitch these ideas that are sometimes outlandish or impossible or, oh, that'll never work. You hear that so many times as a creative and you just like get back up on your feet and like brush off your kneecaps and you're like, I'm going to try that same idea again. Maybe I'll revise something like advocate for yourself, I think is what I'm trying to say with your ideas, but also you as a person, you as talent and as a leader. Um, it's a powerful quality. It's a threatening and intimidating quality to some people, but those people can fuck off. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.